Thank you for listening to Christian Family Church Podcast. Here at CFC, our mission is to live and communicate the power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to the world around us. From wherever you're listening, we hope you'll be encouraged by this week's message. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. There we are. Fantastic. It is so good to be with you and happy holidays to those who are still on holidays. We've just come back from holidays. Hope you had a great time. Um, And I just want to follow on from what Rach just said. I love playing bass, but at the same time, if you play bass, (laughs) um, we would love to have you join the team. Uh, Maybe you've never played bass, but you want to learn. We would love to find out who you are. And uh, you can talk to Josh and Rach, they're the, the leaders of our worship team right now, and uh, you can fill out, fill out a, a care card, or you can put it on the volunteer form, you can do an online volunteer form. We have every avenue covered. If you want to get involved, talk to someone today. Everyone say amen. amen. Yeah. Woo, we have some new bass players. Awesome. That's exciting. Um, fantastic. Thank you, Lord. Um, Ah, January's a crazy month, isn't it? It's a, it's a fun, festive, hot. Um, praise God for air conditioning, um, but it's good. This morning, we're going to have a bit of a message with a difference this morning, and the, uh, a few of the kids are handing out some, some uh, colouring sheets slash um, note-taking bits of paper there. Um, if you haven't brought a pen or paper, uh, uh, so we've given you the paper, haven't got pen or pencils, um, Nag mum for a moment and see if she's got one in a handbag, or maybe your neighbour's got one, or maybe you want to run up the back and grab one from up there, um, and you can fill them in, see if you can uh, complete the challenge for this morning. Um, and if you're online, sorry, we'll... Uh, no, I'm not going to email it to you, sorry. <laughs> this morning, before we open God's Word together, we're going to play a little game. Who likes games? Who's played a game over, over January? We've, we've played all sorts of different games with the kids. Actually, to, to be honest, it's a little bit more of an experiment than a game, uh, what we're going to do right now. Uh, it's, it's pretty simple. We're not going to make a mess. We're not going to make anything explode this time. I'm going to tell you about that idea. Anyway, um, okay, it's really simple. So if, if I say a word, I want you to say out loud, what is the word that comes to mind for you when I say this word? So let's try a really simple one. Let's say hot. <laughs> I knew there'd be a couple. Okay, that's all right. That's all right. I just want you to say the word that comes to mind for you, and uh, we'll see how diverse we are. Or it's not a competition to try and be diverse, by the way, but you can, you can if you want to. So let's try this one. Salt. I was expecting fish and chips, someone. There, there we go, there we go. Um, if I say black, white. Tooth. I heard a lot of aches and a lot of pain. Uh, paste. I know who brushes their teeth now. The ones that said paste. The one, um, kids, even though it's holidays, still brush your teeth, morning and night, come on. Parents, morning and night, come on. Um, if I say old, a couple, oh, there we are. I was waiting for the me. <laughs> oh, you are on a roll today. <laughs> uh, light. What about foot? I heard a lot of hands and I heard a lot of, a lot of mouths. Feet, hands, mouths. Interesting. Okay, this, this can go a little bit differently too. We'll try something a little bit different. What if I say Little Red Riding Hood? 
Nice, very good. Uh, let's, uh, so obviously we can do this with people. If, if I say Ponting, or Steve Smith, if you're a little bit younger. Cricket, there we go. If I say Charles. Oh, wow, that was diverse. So I heard Diana's, I heard Prince, and I heard King, I think. He is now the king. He's not the prince anymore. Uh, let's, let's bring it a little bit closer to home. If I say um, Selwyn. I heard a Lynn and I heard Jewelers. <laughs> what about if I said someone like Mike? Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to repeat that over the uh, microphone. <laughs> I heard a lot of Mandy's. I think I heard a plant and I won't repeat the other. <laughs> what about if I say Andrew? <laughs> I'm not going to repeat them all, but... Um, there's a, there's a few different words. Um, can I just say, sometimes there's things that we are known for that we love. And there's things that we love that are a part of our identity and who we are. But there's also things that we can be known for that we aren't so proud of, isn't there? <laughs> it's a crown of glory. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. The truth is, sometimes there's things we're known for that we we are proud of and there's things that we are known for sometimes that we are actually, we, we sort of hope other areas of our life will never find out about that thing we're known for in that part of our lives. This morning we're going to think about and talk a little bit about what does God say about these things? What does He say about those things we're known for or maybe those things that we've done? You know, last week we had a great message from Rach and uh, looking at the, 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 message, the, the clip from The Chosen about the woman with the issue of bleeding and she was known for something that just labelled her life. But what does God say about these things? And this morning, look, it's school holidays still and uh, I like having fun. And this morning, to illustrate some of our points this morning, we're going to have a look at a couple of little clips from a movie. And you might uh, be surprised at my choice of movies um, at first, but I think you'll see why. It's a, it's, it's a pretty good movie. Um, it's a movie called The Bad Guys. And you go, ooh, Andrew's a bad guy. Yeah. It's a bit of a Ocean's Eleven meets Zootopia. Probably more Zootopia than Ocean's Eleven if you've seen it. Um, but it really, it's a movie all about the stereotypical bad guys. They're the ones that have, they're the animals that have always been known as the bad guys, so they've always just been the bad guys. And we're going to have a look at a few little clips out of this movie. And uh, interesting, I said Little Red Riding Hood. What did, you, what did you say? Big Bad Wolf. Have you seen the movie Puss in Boots over the holidays? And you, the, the new one? I haven't, but the family told me. Like, who's the, who's the wolf in the story? He is the bad guy. With all that in mind, let's have a little... Actually, I'll just say before we play the clip, um, the title of my message today is Good Guys, Bad Guys. So you can write that down or fill in the gaps on the sheet as we go, guys. Let's have a little look at this clip. Thanks, guys. Dim the lights too, thanks. Time to launch a charm offensive. Oh, yeah, the full Clooney. Madam Governor, Diane. Do not Clooney me, Wolf. Oh, I see what's going on. You think I'm still a bad guy, trying to bamboozle my way to freedom. But we've changed. That flower of goodness is blossoming all over the place. <sighs> Don't you ever get tired of lying? No. I mean, fudge. That was, that was a trick question, right? I gave you an opportunity. A chance to show the world that you're more than just a scary stereotype, but 
You're too proud or too gutless to take advantage of it. Gutless? I'm gutless? Oh, I'm sorry. Have we met? I'm the villain of every story. Guilty until proven innocent, even if by some miracle we did change. Who's gonna believe us, huh? Of course you wouldn't know anything about that with your little miss perfect power suits. Is that so? Wait a second, what did... How did you... A wolf and a fox are not so different. Maybe they will believe you, maybe they won't, but it doesn't matter. Don't do it for them, do it for you. This is a chance to write your own story, to find a better life for you and your friends. Come on, what have you got to lose? I don't know, my dignity? <laughs> Love that raised eyebrow there at the end. <laughs> as hard as he tries, Mr. Wolf, as hard as he tries to change and be a good guy and not a bad guy anymore. He, he says, to the, uh, he's talking to the governor. And the governor says, don't you ever get tired of lying? No. <laughs> he's like, I mean, whoops, I'm trying to be a good guy. Yes, yes. As hard as he tries, he feels like he can never fully be a good guy. I wonder if you've ever felt like that about some area of your life. Some struggle, you've, you've tried to be the good guy, you've tried to do the right thing. Maybe you're at school and you're always the one who gets, I don't know, what they do in your classroom? <laughs> Sent to the corner? No, I don't know. Maybe you feel like you're always the kid that gets picked on by the teacher. You're always the one that gets in trouble for talking when you're not meant to be. And you've tried to change, but it's just so hard. You know, the Bible is full of stories about people who were known for one thing. They were always like this, but then God did something in their life and they, they, it was a miraculous transformation and then they became known for something entirely different. The Bible is full of stories about people like that. And if we're feeling discouraged, open the Word of God and read about what God has done in the lives of all those we see in the Bible. This morning we're going to have a look at a passage from Paul. And Paul is a man who was known as the, the Jewish Christian killer. He was the man who persecuted the Christians. He was the one who, if he was coming to town and you were a follower of Jesus, you ran away or hid or got away from where Paul was going. But God met him and changed his life. Have a listen to Romans chapter 7 verse 14, we'll start partway through verse 14 to 25. It says this, The trouble is with me. I can almost see Mr. Fox saying this, but this is Paul. The trouble is with me, I am, for I am all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I'm doing is wrong... This shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is, in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. It's a struggle sometimes, isn't it? But if I want to do what I... Don't, oh, the, the do's and the don'ts, they kill me. I was trying so hard. But if I do what I don't want to do, 
I'm not really the one doing it. It is sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me. And as we read this, I think we could say within us. There is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am, said Paul, said Fox, said that person who's struggling with that sinful desire or issue in your life. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? It doesn't stop there. Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the one who can help you with the struggle in your life. You know, we are, we are born in the, as a human being. We're born into sin. We, 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 we snatch, we grab, we, we, we're selfish. But we, we have been made new creations in Christ. and There is a, a war going on within us still, but Jesus is the answer. Maybe you're thinking, Andrew... How does that help me with the fact that I'm known as the guy who fell down the stairs? Or maybe you're known for the one who just can't stop saying strange, silly things, even though you try so hard not to say those strange, silly things. And that person who's waving at me, God bless you, God, Jesus wants to help you. <laughs> maybe you were that kid at school last year who had your hand in the air because you were busting for the toilet, but the teachers has never saw your hand and you didn't quite make it and you just feel like you're known as that kid now, Jesus can help you. And you might be thinking, how? How can he help me with that? Point number two, and kids, if you're getting the gaps, God, that was a lot of emphasis, God wants you to find your identity in him. There might be all kinds of stuff going on in your life, but God wants you to find your identity in him. What's your identity? Your identity is where you get your understanding of who you are. Have anyone ever played the game Guess Who? Guess Who? Who's played it? Come on, there's got to be more people than that. Guess Who? Who's played it? You know, the flip down the little things. There, there's a picture. And how do you, how do you work out who you're choosing? Okay, does, do, do they have glasses? Do they have red hair? Do they have a beard? Do they have blue eyes? There's, there's physical things about us that gives us our, our physical identity. But our lives also give us an identity. Have a listen to what it says in John chapter 1, verse 12. To all who receive him. Who's him? Jesus. To all who receive him. To those who believe in his name. He gave the right. Not we, not us. It's him that has done this. He gave the right to become children of God. To all who receive Him, to those who believe in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. That verse is amazing and so wonderful. I don't deserve it. I, don't, I haven't earned God's forgiveness or His love, but Jesus has made a way that anyone who receives Him Anyone who believes in his name becomes a child of God. A little bit of trivia question for you right now. 
Who's going to be the future king, the next future king of England? William. <laughs> I do believe it's William. Charles is already king. William is going to be the future king of, of, of England and all of the Commonwealth. Who's Kate? His wife, the princess, future queen of England. Despite all the things that she has done in her life, and my brain was wrestling with this just through the week, I'm thinking, despite everything she's done, she's known as the princess, the future queen of England. She is the wife of William. Like, is that a little bit too harsh? I don't know. I think it's pretty close to the truth. That's who she is known as. Because I've got to tell you, our relationships are powerful. Her relationship has changed who she is. It's a part of her identity. Our relationships change us. Maybe some things we need to reflect on about that. But most importantly, point number three, our relationship with Jesus changes everything. If we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, Everything changes because everything's changed. Everything is different. Anyone know that old Planet Shakers song? Anyway, I've got the old Planet Shakers going through my head at the moment. There we go. If you were here last week, you heard me sing as well. Anyway, you came back. Praise God. <laughs> Our relationship with Jesus changes everything. And in this life, we, we will still have struggles. We will still have challenges. We'll still go through cancer battles. We'll still go through things at times. But our eternity has been changed. We have a relationship with the, the living God. Have a, listen, have a listen to Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. We've got it there. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. It's no longer you that live. It's Christ that lives in you. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. If you are a believer in Christ, if you've put your trust in Him, Jesus says you are now a child of God. You're a new creation in Him. The old life, even though we might have that sinful desire warring within our human bodies and minds still, we are a new creation now. Not at some future point. You are saved, set free. You're a new creation today. And when those lies come at your mind, you can say, I've been bought with a price. I'm set free. I'm a new creation. And it's no longer, Christ, no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. You have the victory. And His name is Jesus. The truth is, sometimes we forget what God has done. Sometimes we forget what He says about us. And we're going to have a look at another little clip to help us think about that. Thanks, guys. Yes. 
I may be dizzy, but I'm alive, <laughs> thanks to you. What are you... Oh. <laughs> Thank you, dear. You're such a good boy. Mr. Wolf is so confused. He's, he's like, that felt awesome. The tail goes crazy. He's like, but I'm a bad boy. But she said, I'm a good boy. And his brain's just exploding. He's like, what, what do I do? This feels so good to get called a good boy. But I've always been a bad boy. I'm always known as the bad guy. How can I be the good guy? But maybe I want to be the good guy, but I've always been the bad guy. And his brain is just exploding. Maybe that's how you feel some days. You're thinking, I'm trying to be the good guy, but I just did that thing again. But God says, I'm a good guy. God says, I'm a new creation. God says, I'm called to be salt and light to the world. But you're thinking, I can't be salt and light. I've done these things. I can't possibly be a good guy. But God says, I am. Sometimes we struggle to believe what God says about us. But point number four, believe what God says about us. Open the Word of God. Kids, I want to encourage you every morning or every night, open the Word of God. Let it become a habit in your life from the moment you can read. And when our kids have all learned to read, we've bought them a Bible. And I want to encourage you. And parents, let's be honest, mornings can be crazy. I, I need to pray about tomorrow morning. Um, first day back at school. Oh, God give us strength. But God help us to model reading the Bible in front of our kids. Let them see us reading God's Word. And let's be honest, sometimes nights are crazy, nights are tired. And we're, let's be honest, those that haven't got kids, we're still busy and tired. But let's read the Bible and hear what God says to us. Let's believe what God says about us. Let's have a look at a couple of verses really quickly. Romans chapter 6, verse 6 says this, We know that our old selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. Maybe you need to write that down and stick it up somewhere and say, This is what God's Word says. This is true. I want to believe it. Jeremiah 1, verse 5 says this, I knew you, God speaking, not me. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. God has known you since the foundation of the world. He knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb and He loves you. He calls you. Nothing can separate you from His love. You've been bought with a price. You have been redeemed. You have been chosen by God and called to come to Him. That is what the Word of God says. I don't know what the lies you've listened to this week might be, but that is what the Word of God says. We're going to have a look at one last little clip before we come to a close this morning. Thanks, guys. Marmalade needs to be stopped, but I can't do it alone. You know his compound better than anyone. You can count on us. Right, guys? There is no us. We're through, Wolf. Done. 
Finito. Because of that little tiff back there? Come on, man, that's what we do. You serve, I volley. That's our little dance. Not this time. Piranha? Webs? Sorry, Wolfie. Shark! <clears throat> hey! Guys? Guys? You wanna know why I hate birthdays, Wolf? Do you? When you grow up a snake, nobody shows up to your party. Birthdays are a constant reminder that out there, I'm just a scary, good-for-nothing monster. Yeah. But nothing compares to having the one guy, the one guy I thought I could trust, stab me in the back. Come on, guys. Let's get out of here. So much emotion, I could feel it in the room, I could cut it with a knife. <laughs> Maybe you feel like the snake, you just feel like you're the good for nothing no one cares about. Or maybe, you know, we've all got people around us in our lives that feel like that. But the reality is sometimes we're like Wolf, we're trying to be the good guy and then we do some stupid thing and maybe we've got a group of friends that none of them are Christians and we're trying to be the, the light of the world to these people and then we do this stupid thing. And we just feel like, what have I done? I, and we feel like I've ruined it all. I've, I've wasted my time with these people. They're never going to listen to the gospel from me anymore. Sometimes we make mistakes. We trip, we stumble, we fall. But church, let's be quick to say, I'm sorry. Let's be quick to acknowledge what we've done and say, look, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have treated you like that. Let's be different. Let's be quick to say, I'm sorry. Let's be quick to say, I forgive you when the other person hurts us. Let's not just walk away from them, but let's say, I forgive you. That really hurt when you did that, but I want to I do life with you. It is never God's plan for us to just shut someone out and pretend they don't exist anymore. That is not the way of Jesus. Romans chapter 15, verse 7. I can get up there, guys. Therefore, accept each other just as Christ has accepted you, so that God will be given glory. What a beautiful picture of the church, a place where we accept one another, just as Christ has accepted us. That's complete, and it's beautiful, and it's different to the world we live in. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 27, it says this, All of you together are Christ's body. You know, you on your own are not the body of Christ, but together we are the church. We are a part of it. All, to, all of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. We are the body of Christ, and God has called us to be His hands and feet. He wants us to be different, to acknowledge that we have been the bad guy 
But God has done something so that we can be changed and be made new, that we can be the good guy, even though we trip up at times. We're going to have communion together in a moment. I'll ask the stewards if they'd just get prepared for that right now. Just as they, as they come, ask the band to come too. Point number five, my po- final point. Let's be people who call out the good guy in everyone. Let's be people who call out the, the God guy, the God-designed person in everyone around us. Let's be the people who call out what God is able to do in the people around us, that remind people of what God has said. Maybe we've got non-Christian friends and they feel like they're useless. They feel like, oh, I could never do that. We can say, hey, I believe you have a, there's a purpose for your life. I believe that there's hope for you. And they might have no idea what you're talking about. You don't have to quote Bible verses at them. But you can just say, hey, there's, there is a truth that you don't understand. And when they ask about it, you'd be ready to give them an answer for the hope that you have. But let's be people who call out the things of God over people's lives. That's why we have life groups to support each other and and to call out the God-ordained purposes for each other's lives, to pray for each other, to help each other, support each other, to become more and more like Christ. As you go to school tomorrow, kids, I want to encourage you, go to learn, but go there to be like Jesus to the people around you. Be like Jesus to your teacher. That's going to freak them out. In a good way. This morning as we just receive the biscuit and the cup, if you're visiting, we invite you to join us too. Let's just hold the biscuit and the cup. This morning, I actually want to invite you this morning. Maybe there's some kids here this morning that you've never given your life to Jesus. You've never done what it says in John 1, 12, to receive Him and to believe in His name. This morning, I want to ask you to consider making a choice this morning to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour. To say, Jesus, I believe in what You did for me. Now, I want to live for You. I, want to, I don't want to be the bad guy anymore. I, just want, I don't want to just be selfish and live for myself anymore. But Jesus, I want to live for You. I want to be the good guy. I want to be the guy that you created me to be. And kids, adults, however, you old are, however old you are this morning, as you hold the biscuit and the cup, I just want you to think about that this morning. Have you given your life to Jesus? Maybe you snatched it back and said, hang on, I want control of this God. I I." I can't do this your way but this morning will you give it back to him thank you Jesus there's a, a, a passage where Paul says you know what if Jesus didn't die if, if Jesus didn't rise again then we're in a bad way he says if, it, if, it, if all this is a, a farce if it's not true then we are to be pitied we are lost and without hope but then we hear what he says in verse 20 in 1 Corinthians 15. Got that there, thanks guys. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 20 says, But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has begun 
I love that word begun. It has already started. Now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man. Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. It is a gift. This morning, just I just I want to ask if you just close your eyes and bow your heads for a moment. And right now you can choose to give your life to Jesus Christ. I just want to encourage you to pray a prayer. Say, thank you, Jesus, that you died for me. Jesus, I don't want to be the bad guy anymore. God, help me. Change me. Lead me in this life for your glory, God. I give my life to you. I wonder, is there anyone here this morning? Would you be willing just to raise your hand and say, that's me this morning. I want to give my life to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe it's the first time you've ever made that decision. Maybe you want to give it back to Jesus today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Maybe you've always known about Jesus. You've always kind of thought, yeah, it's probably true, but you've never made that decision yourself. Kids, it's not about your family. It's about your decision. Are you going to follow Him? Are you receiving Him as your Lord and Savior? Is there anyone else this morning? You want to just say, hey, yep, that is me. I give my life to Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Let's eat and drink this morning, celebrating and remembering, declaring that our hope is in Him. Thank you, Jesus. I ever made to follow Jesus and if you've made that decision it's going to be the best decision you've ever made in your life too if you have that made the decision for the first time and maybe you haven't got a Bible or you'd like just some things to help you out we'd love to give you a couple little gifts to help you in that journey you can come and tap me or one of the other leaders on the shoulder and we can grab them for you this morning let's just finish with this song let's give him the praise let's thank God this morning for his amazing love for us that Jesus would call sinners like you and me to come to Him and have life with Him forever, that we could be new creations. Our identity has been changed forever. Thanks, guys. Let's stand this morning as the cups are collected. Let's sing this out.